Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This show on the road. And by the road, we mean the phone. the phone. And by show, we mean. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I know the last 29 minutes, they can't all be gold. They can't all be gold. You've had some really good ones recently. Rough with the smooth. You dig? Um, That's our um, live story, isn't it? Rough well, I turned the heating off now. What have you done that for? I'm, I'm hot. Okay. Well, I'm not surprised you're hot. You've been exerting we had a Chinese meal for a dinner tonight. Oof. Succulent Chinese meal. Oh, nice one. Didn't we though? And what was great is because I, I I timed it perfectly. I ordered it ten minutes after Kat left her house. It arrived here three minutes before she arrived here. Yes. I was serving up. She came through the door. It was beautiful. He was just popping a prawn cracker into the old smacker. It was absolutely spot on. Sweet and sour chicken is uh, my kind of thing, sweet and sour. And, and maybe it was pork, actually. It was pork. It was pork. And then it was chicken chow mein. Chicken chow mein, then chicken on skewers that was a little bit fatty, but I still enjoyed it. They're like meat lollies. The little tiny thingies. What are they called? The, uh, chomnow. Uh, what now? Was it chomnow? What's it called? The... Spring rolls. Is it like spring rolls? Yeah. Spring rolls. I'm assuming that's what you're referring to. Uh, hey, Josh, nice to see you. Um, we had a great moment today, a powerful moment. My, my youngest, was too young to be on Twitch, got banned from the, the, stri- the channel of a streamer that he really likes, and he was so upset. He griefed. What does grief mean? It the means grown-ups? he broke the rules of a custom server. So he was in Fortnite, and it, wasn't a, it was a game where they weren't supposed to kill each other, and he shot someone. Oof. Instant perma ban. Thank you, Brewster. Instant perma ban. And he did the unbanning thing and they replied saying, no, instant ban. And my boy was devastated. And I said, well, you know, listen. And he, he, had a, he said that he, he did it because he was being attacked by someone. I said, okay, well, you should have let them do that. And then you should have gone to the mods and complained. Yeah. Um, he's young. And um, I said, that's really, he was so upset. Isn't and it was like, is he, basically, it's like, um, uh, it's like that time Peter talked from the monkeys hung up on me during an interview. It was that kind of thing. Uh, it was that ups- upsetting. That happened. And um, 
I said, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. There's not really anything we can do. Well, I was streaming COD earlier on today. No, I, I tell oh. you what, I do need a, I need a haircut. There you go. Just go. No, not like that. I've got um, an adapter on it, so you can do like a number 12. I don't want a number 12. I don't want a number anything. I want a proper hairdresser. And I want them to, because I'm growing this fringe out and it's just, look, it's doing all sorts. So I was streaming and I saw this guy was on. He's got a lot of followers, but he only had about 360 people watching. Right. I thought, I could get Is that noticed. banned everyone else? <laughs> no, I, I thought I could get I could get noticed here. So I went in the chat and I, I wrote, and I, I said, I'm really sorry. Um, you banned my boy. He's devastated. He made a huge mistake. I know this isn't the done thing. Is there any way you would reconsider that? He ignored that. So then I wrote another one saying, I'm really sorry. I'm a streamer too. And I, I know, I get it. And I wouldn't normally do this, but it, it would mean so much mm. if you just consider it. Mm -hmm. And I saw him looking at the screen. He's playing Fortnite. And then I saw him looking at the screen. And I was at home. You would have seen it on the, on here. I'm going, please, please read it. Please read it. Please read it. Please read it. And he read it. Yes. And then he said, was, he banned was, you. <laughs> well, I thought he might ban me. I was prepared for that because yeah. it was kind of spamming the chat. And um, he said, what's your, what's your son's name? And I told him. And he unbanned him. He unbanned him. Oh, my God. And I phoned my boy up. And I said, I've got some news for you. You've, uh, I, you'd have banned me, Matty, yes. I said, you've, you've, you've been unbanned. And he went, what, really? I said, you've been unbanned. I said, I went and just had a quick word with him and he's very kindly unbanned you. And I said, I did write in the chat, I said, if, if he griefs again, I'm gonna ban him for everything, forever. And then my boy went in the chat and I, I watched and he said, thanks for unbanning me. I was I was I was gone, I was gone, and um, and then we did a little raid about twenty minutes later. I thought, well, you know, and I've subscribed to him as well. Thing, and we, we went and raided, and then my boy texted me saying, "Wow, you just raided him, and he's mentioned you again." I said, "Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, it's a way of saying, it's yeah. a simple way of saying thank you." I was so, you had absolutely no reason to unban him. The rules were broken. However, whatever justification my boy had, the rules were broken. Um, and uh, he had no reason to, and I was so grateful. I was so grateful. My boy, it was made his day, and um, oh, what a thrill! What a thrill! Meanwhile, at my house, I bought. Oh, sorry, are you finished? Yeah, I'm done. Sorry, I'm I don't done. mean to. Cut no, 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 you. I'm I done. I know you. It was an emotional moment. It was a very emotional. Moment. I just want to. Um, meanwhile, at my house, you know, my youngest has started joining me when I do yoga. Oh. I was trying to avoid doing mate. it when they were around, but I just thought, well, no, I've, to, I've got to carry on with my life. Yes. I've, I've, I've given these kids enough. So I um, have been uh, doing yoga in. I say in front of them, it's more to the side of them, to be honest. We're all sharing the same kind of space. They're doing their homeschool and I'm doing my stretches. Anyway, my youngest has taken to joining me for the last part of yoga. She's not daft. She's oh, so lying she down. The whole thing. Well, today, because I bought her her own yoga mat. Am I still echoing? No. Today, I, I bought her her own yoga mat. So she started with me today. And in fact, she asked, she went, oh, I've got my own mat now. Can, I, can we start? And I went, okay. Well, I started within about two moves she went oh this is a bit hard actually i'm just going to stay here for a bit <laughs> she was doing <laughs> oh, child pose nine. like this she was tiny she's only nine. but then she sort of joined in with me from halfway through i did i said this is a little bit tricky to be honest i said this is a bit tricky i don't really like this one so i'll tell you when it starts getting easier right <laughs> tell you when it starts getting yeah. easier <laughs> and then she started joining in with me and we're all kind of squashed up together anyway it was like doing yoga next to mr bean <laughs> 
bags everywhere. I went, akimbo. What you're doing is actually harder than what you're supposed to be doing, but fair play if you're comfortable with that. And then <laughs> she totally... <laughs> my moment of zen where you sit at the end and you think, right, I've finished. I'm sitting next to her. She's like baby Yoda sitting next to me. But she makes all these involuntary noises. So, you know, you're there sort of just trying to get, just empty your mind. And all I can hear was... Oh, she takes it to me. She has my style. She's rocking my style. <laughs> all the way through it. But it was a joy. It was a joy. And I don't think it was as uh, blissed out as I normally get when I do yoga, but it was fun in a different way. It was so much fun. And just seeing our yoga mats rolled out together, that was really cool. I wicked. really love that I've, I've called up when she was opening it up and the, the glee on her face as she... Yeah. Uh, that's great. Doing stuff with your kids is great. Mama said, I thought you wanted to use the um, uh, the banning thing as a, as a learning tool. Um, yeah, but this still is. This still is a learning. The, the learning is, uh, you know, the lesson, because someone suggested, oh, well, you, you know, you buy him something to make up for it. Said, oh, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to. He has to learn that this happens. Well, he's had two days of being upset, and now he's learned grace and forgiveness. He's learned grace and forgiveness. He's also learned humility. Uh, he, he will have learnt about humility because I went in there and I didn't go in there kicking and screaming, going, what the hell have you done? Well, look, this isn't, I know this isn't how things are done. I'd really appreciate if you consider it. He, this guy didn't know who I was. He could see I was a streamer. He didn't know who I was. Mm. He didn't know, he doesn't know about the jungle or talk radio or anything like that. Uh, no, 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 no judgment at all. No, 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 I'm not in any way reading it as a judgment. I'm just saying that this is a learning tool as well. That if, that there are two sides to this he's learnt now. If you are humble and politely ask, sometimes you get forgiveness. And also he's learned how important it was for him to be forgiven. That's something he's going to carry around. And here's the thing. It's been a learning tool for me as well because I have seen firsthand how important Twitch is, particularly to very, very young people. But I guess you can extrapolate that and, 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 and put it to slightly different ages. And it has, I am certainly reconsidering. I, I, I have, and I'm constantly reconsidering my attitude towards bannings and attitudes towards people that maybe I find irritating in the chat mm. um, and, and, and maybe younger people in the chat. So it's a learning experience for all it's of us. It's that whole, um, and this is a term I'd never really sort of heard before I came to Twitch, but the parasocial relationship you have with the audience. Oh, you know that? what that means? No, I don't know. It means that even though on the main part in the main part of people's brains they know that we are not friends yeah they call in because they want to hang out with us yeah just for this you know three four hours or whatever and they do hang on a second call and they do consider us friendly yeah and so people can get quite hurt you know hang on uh, yeah hang on a second call we'll be within a second sorry you, yeah. You, yeah people can get quite yeah, hurt completely. and they do feel loyalty and this kind of for a lot of people especially at the moment where the options for going out and socializing are limited mm. Um, this is their little release. Yeah. This is their sociability in the evenings. Hello, caller. Um, hello. How are you? What can we do for you? I'm not too sure. I just saw the number. I think. Are you from the Nico video? Yes. Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah. Oh, fair play. You're cool. You're <laughs> cool guy. Are you a fan of Nico's then? I, I am a bit. Yeah, I, I watched that video the other day actually, and I saw you your stream. And I was like, oh, hello. And I he's, the he's, he's, a, he's a good lad, and every now my you know I did some telly and stuff a while ago, but every now and then like my my kids uh, or my nephew 
I'll get a message saying, uh, yeah, my friends uh, saw you in the Nico video the other day. So it, it, the coolness we get from being yeah, in that. Yeah, I know. Catherine, it? I mean, the other lad... We're only cool by proxy, though, aren't Nico's we? supposed to be coming on the show. I did text him, and he said he was going to come on at some point. Oh, no, you've got connections, have you? Oh, <laughs> mate, I got, his, I got his phone number, baby. Oh, it's all clout around here. You know what it's number. like. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I didn't know what the number was for. I thought it was fake. No, it's my home phone number. Your home number? Oh, yep. So only call, please don't call it outside of show hours. If anyone's watching this, it's been really good today. I only had three calls during the day. So please don't call it outside of show hours. Are they all abusive? Oh, really? Um, one of them was, no, was one of them was was um, uh, sexually insensitive. Yes, the other two were just people wanting to chat. But I haven't got time. So between eight and midnight, people can call in. What's your name? My name's Lucas. Hello, Hello Lucas. Lucas. Well, it's nice to meet you, Lucas. Thank you for calling. Tell, but pass this phone number around to friends. Tell, send it, send it to people. Just people. We want people to phone up and just chat with us. I will, mate. Thank you very much. Sorry, I couldn't be more interesting. I didn't no, really think you'd pick up. I find you fascinating, <laughs> Lucas. Lucas, it was nice to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much. Have a nice evening. Didn't think you'd pick up. That's it. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah, that's the point. It's the same thing when I used to ring going live. Wasn't that 0181811? Oh, I thought it was 8055. That was probably a swap shop. Possibly. I was a bit younger. Hello. Then. Hi, Pete. Hello. I can barely hear you. I, don't, I think my. Oh, no. My I phone. bet it'll be the setting here that for some reason the setting never takes and i don't know why um is that any better can you hear us now oh that's much better yeah yeah it, for some reason it, it resets the microphone that i choose every time and i forget to do it so thank you <laughs> pete um, you're very welcome how can we be of assistance i was i was just thinking about this whole situation what you were saying about the people in in the chat and things like that and first of all what does griefing involve I'm not totally sure. What I've got from this is it's going against... It, it's like I guess it's kind of like trolling within a game, going against the rules of the game. So this was a game where you weren't supposed to shoot each other and my boy shot someone. So that was great. Where, where, where would he learn that from? <laughs> well, from, uh, from a-holes on the internet and probably violent television programmes like Doctor Who yep. and Blake, Blake Seven. Blake Edwards. Um, <laughs> but, but also, well, the thing I noticed as well is once this very kind streamer um, unbanned him, loads of people went, what, hang on, you're, un you're unbanning a guy that griefed in a custom game. Are you nuts? In it, people got really, really angry. Well, because it's, wow. it's a breach of the boundaries that yeah. they are all working yeah. within. I was so thrilled. You know, the guy had no reason to do it. I didn't think he was going to do it. I thought he was going to ban me. Um, and he did it. What a nice guy. It made my boy's day. And it's just sh just shifted oh. by a couple of degrees, Pete, the way I look at people who come and join us. Well, see, this, this is where I struggle. I mean, not about not about your chat, but, you know, obviously I, I have my own chat. And I, I struggle with the chat quite a lot sometimes. Tell me what, Pete, for those who don't know, Pete does the brilliant channel, um, What's on the Tapes, where he goes through old VHS videotapes, um, that he's bought off eBay or people and, and have sent has, him. And he doesn't know what's on them. And he doesn't know with. what's on them. And sometimes there's treasures and some, sometimes there's absolute guff, but actually even that's treasures. Um, but to, so to tell, naming, no, no names, no pack drill, what, what, what do you find, what, what annoys you? What, what gets on your wick then? There, there's, a, there's a, I mean, most things is probably the, the correct answer, but there's, there's <laughs> things. things in particular, things that aren't, aren't really bad. Um, it all just sometimes feels a bit sort of willy-wavy and people have to make sure everybody knows that they know things. Mm. Um, I mean, the famous, the, the, well, not famous, but 
the one that I always use as an example and has come up on your stream a few times, uh, the Going for Gold theme tune. Oh, um, who wrote that theme tune? Someone famous, wasn't it? Van Halen. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Hans Zimmer, and it's become one of those things which is kind of yeah. a common fact which people feel isn't common. Right. And as soon as something going for Goldie comes on, everybody feels, or, you know, not. But... I mean, it's a classic. Don't get me wrong. I, I love it. But, but yeah, and everyone's like, oh, Hans Zimmer wrote this. It's like, yeah, we, you don't need to say everything that you know about everything that's happening on screen. But here's the other thing, Pete. You don't want to be that guy who looks like he's fed mm. up of explaining stuff to people because it might be their first trip to see you. And yeah. So they're... Yeah, you don't want to be that guy, you know, but I know, I know I what you mean. I didn't know Hans Zimmer wrote it until we watched Going for Gold a, oh, month, yeah. a month ago, two months ago. Well, I didn't know. And then we were told it repeatedly. Well, yeah, that's it. It will always be someone's first time seeing that. And yeah, it's a really hard, because again, there's nothing malicious meant by that. And it's just uh, why, in my head. It's, why, does it, why does it annoy you? What, 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 where does that come from? I honestly don't know. I think it, it. I feel like it is partly my perception of it as as being. It comes a bit entirely. Weird. It comes entirely from you. That and I'm not. I'm just, it's just because I've I've read a, a couple of chapters in a, a counselling book about this kind of thing. Mm. So I'm not in any way having to go. But it comes what about in, Pete. About Pete. Yeah, it comes entirely from no, you. It, it, I agree. I I completely agree there. And wouldn't it be interesting to know where that came from? I, I, I mean. A, well, no, it's not similar, actually. The thing that I was going to say similar but isn't is on Twitter is if I say, uh, I need help. I can't convert this to this. Does anyone know how to do it? <laughs> what annoys me is when people say, have you Googled it? Or well, they send you a Google yeah. link. Well, yeah, I've, yeah, I've Googled it. Or some people go, um, I don't know because I use a different system, but might it be this? You go, I don't. All I want is people who know the answer. I don't want guessing. I've been yeah. guessing for now. It's not I've just woken up and gone, hmm, I wonder how you do that. I'll ask Twitter. Meanwhile, though, who's clenched in this transaction? It's not the person answering. It's the person anticipating it's the annoying answers, right? It's so it's that thing again. Yeah. Of, and I'm always going on about it. But it's because I have to tell myself this all the time is about can't control other people's behavior, only your reaction to it. And your reaction to it is on you. It's true. And I, I suppose this is where I was, I was coming from in Sort of, this is what is problematical because you know you're saying about you're you're getting an understanding of how people sort of need Twitch or you know and, and sort of use Twitch in that way. And it, it's where do you where do you how do you get the balance? Because you know obviously this stuff you know whether you know I mean it, as you say it, it is entirely coming from me, but it's also stressing me out at the same. So you know mm. where where's Where's the media? Where's the sort of line that, you know? What I try yeah. to think about is, is someone's behaviour on the chat impeding everybody else's enjoyment? So is it like sitting next to a heckler? I think that's fair, yeah. Or is it, or is it like, you know, someone coming swinging, we're looking for a fight, then then we'll get rid. That's that's being a dick. But it's the it's the enthusiasm that's hard to judge, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, it 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 usually does come from a, a, an enthusiastic. You know, I mean, um, amusingly, I saw Sam Law um, said, you know, don't don't spread wrong Power Rangers facts because I got I got annoyed during stream the other day because 
again, these, these sort of urban legends that have gone round that a few people obviously thought were true. Um, and I was just like, just don't spread it. Just don't bring that bullshit. And, you know, I, I got... <laughs> I got. I think I got needlessly annoyed at yeah. people saying the Red Ranger went on to do porn. It's like, and then afterwards, it was, you, the, it was the Blue Ranger that went on to it, do porn. Yeah, Blue yeah. Natch. But <laughs> then afterwards, don't you go away feeling a bit sheepish and a bit ashamed of yourself? Yeah, totally, and that that's it. Yeah, because because as Ian says, it it comes from you know, it comes from me. It's not my fault. They heard something that was wrong, and you know, just because I I've looked into it, I shouldn't expect you know everyone else to the closest thing i've got right i think i need to say it out loud to see if we get somewhere with this is the strawberries right mm. the strawberries <laughs> yeah so when i stole some strawberries and i'm a celebrity some of you may or may not know when i came out i loved it because i i had no idea it had been such a big thing within that world within that world and then, it, then after very quickly, I became very, very tired of it and very pissed off with it and very, I can't think of anything more original with it. It was like, you know, the Chuckle Brothers, they must get to me to you, well, not anymore, yeah. but to me, to you, to me, to you. And then it dawned on me that I had created something really silly and throwy. I created it for two people. I'd done it for Catherine and for Scott. Those were the two people in my head. But I had created something that for whatever reason had become a, become a memorable moment of television that three years later, people still refer to, right? And I thought, shit, that's amazing. I made I made that silly, tiny, you know, little dot in the whole scheme of entertainment and the world. I made that little dot and people remember it. I love it. And so when people come in the chat and go, still only strawberry, I, I, I'm, I'm there for it. I might be having a tired day. I might get a little bit snooty, but generally I'm there. But you know why they're doing it? it? They just, they see you and they go, oh, finally I can talk about that thing with the I person that did it. part of the reason. I think quite often they'll I, think they're I, the I only one. I think that, that's a lot of what the thing in, in my chat as well, isn't it? It's, it's things that they know and don't normally get the chance to, yeah. to talk about or to say that they know. And then suddenly something comes up on one of my videos and they're like, ah, oh, finally, this is an audience of people who yeah. will understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, and no, also I, don't underestimate. They're there. I, I really think the streams are, people go to the stream. I go to the streams more for the person who's doing the stream rather than whatever they may be doing. Yeah. You know, I would rather yeah. go and see Limmy playing a crap game than, you know, than someone who's crap playing a game that I'm really, really obsessed with. So the people that are in your chat kind of want to show off to you a little bit. If they're waving their willies, they're probably yeah. waving them in your direction and say, hey, look at me. Look at me. Uh, look at I'm me. I'm like you. I'm like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, so now next time someone mentions Hans Zimmer, imagine that they're waving their penis in your direction. And don't slap it away. Give it a little tickle. If you, if... <laughs> and thank them for demonstrating. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't know what was, what was going to come here, but I... I... Oh, it's yeah, a load of penises. Well, exactly. I thought it was worth, worth discussing out loud anyway. But we, are, we don't always get it right, and we're still we're working learning. on it. And um, But it's you spend a lot of time clenched otherwise, and that's not fun. That's not fun yeah. for anyone. It's not fun to watch either. And it's not fun if you know, you're know you that person who's just tried to get involved and gets sort of slapped down. I get well, it. You know, it's, it's one of those things that can sort of put you off doing a stream. Something, you know, when it's not your job, you know, it can yeah. put you just going, oh, can I be bothered to deal with that? And you're right. If if you if you work out the way to see it and unclench, then yeah, yeah. Thank you, Pete. All right, cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. Ta-ta. That's a satisfied customer.
Yeah, and then he'll think about what we said and realise it was all bollocks. Ah, that would be in about ten minutes. Go and check out Pete's channel if we can get um, what's on the tapes. Uh, link in the chat. That would be great. Yeah. Go and have a look. Um, it's like that. Where there was a call last night. If anyone, some of you were here, seven hundred people. 10 to 9. That's not bad, is it? Thank you for joining us. Show, th 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 I should do this. The show now starts at 8. Show starts at 8. I made some films to, that to highlight ages, that. That um, It was a call last night from someone who I'd worked with 21 years ago and I'd kind of helped out. They were a caller and then I got them in to be part of the show. And it was it's a thing I've done a few times. But I'm not going to do any more. Is it, it, I've tried to... Um, I did it. I've, I've tried to pass on some of the luck that I have had, particularly 20 years ago in my career, mm. to other people and share it. I've done it a handful of times and it's never worked out well. No, you're not, you're not the same. I wasn't handing any luck. We just met no, and we realised that we had that yeah, we had some kind of magic. But you encouraged me in ways different. That other people hadn't. Yeah, I was encouragement. But you, but but I'm talking about people that had no kind no of no foot in the door. No in the foot in the door. I've done it a few times and it's never it's never worked out well. So I'm probably not going to do it anymore. But we'll get guests on here. It's kind of the way. But I'm not going to mentoring is a strong word. But so I don't mean that. But could be with you in a second, Paul. Um, it's kind it's of gone. almost a protege type relationship. Yeah, and isn't I've done it? it a couple of times. It's never worked. So, um, I, I, and this guy last night was how I perceived that. I'm guessing he perceives it differently. And I, 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 it really upset me the call last night. And Catherine stayed for quite a long time after the show last night. I just said, I can't, I can't, I can't get this call out of my head. And there's a couple of things that upset me. One is I got a couple of things wrong. Uh, XFM probably did pay him. And I said that I paid him. I, I did pay him later on for something else. But XFM probably did pay him. And there was, there was. I said that he'd written something about me um, on a forum. And, I, and actually, I don't think it was a forum. I think it may have been an email or a text. So I got those two things wrong. And so that was annoying me. I got it wrong. So kind of, I was in a slightly weakened position. But also, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I, I couldn't see, I couldn't, see his point of view and, and actually I didn't want to or didn't need to see his point of view and what I would wish I the way I wish I'd have handled it is saying to him that say what you want to say get it off your chest we obviously see things completely differently I'm sorry that you have this some perceived grudge against me mm -hmm. um, I feel that actually I gave you quite a lot of help and I can't be responsible for everything else um, and I would prefer it if you didn't contact me it's, anymore. To I me, wish I'd handled it like that. Yeah, to me, it's well, it was difficult in that one person had, was a bottle of wine deep, but, but also yep, yep, the, yep, fact, didn't help. the fact that um, it was more about, and, and it's a conversation we have to have, not that regularly, but, but quite regularly, <laughs> with people where you go, do you know what, this is not going to work for you. You're gonna, always going to come away from these interactions feeling worse about yourself, so let's just stop. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't mean that we hate you. It doesn't mean anything like that. It just means that when you, it's like if you've got a friend, a friend of me, if you've got a, someone that you see regularly and you realize, why do I always feel like I've, why do I always feel my stomach drop when I, when I know I'm going to go and see them? Or why do I feel like it's, it, it, it's, it, it, it kicks me a little bit to see them. And afterwards I feel slightly worse about myself. When you realize that that's happening repeatedly, 
you know that that relationship is is never going to yeah. work out. Yeah. And that's fine. Do you know what? Because people are different. Um, and you have to accept you can't change people. But also you shouldn't have to um, subject yourself to no. treatment that treatment that is either unsatisfactory or abusive. So I'm not happy how that phone call went from my part last night. I can't be not responsible for how it went the other side, but I'm not happy with how I dealt with things. But I am happy with how I dealt with things 15, 20 years ago. That I am happy with. I, I, I know I went above and beyond. It's not seen like that by someone else. And that is... You're never going to convince him otherwise. That is absolutely fine. That is absolutely fine. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've been I've been doing a lot of learning today. We're going to close the phone lines because I want to go to Zoom. But we will give you a shout back when we can, Paul. If that's all right. We'll get, Paul, you're going to we'll speak to you after our guest, and then we'll then we'll play. Um, oh, just oh, what's it called? Screen. That game. Oh yeah, that one. Written by uh, Manfred Mann. Um, I was trying to think of something that sounded like hands, and I I, I, I come up with Manfred Mans. That's all I could come up hands? with. Hands. Um, Hans Gruber. There we go. My Hans Gruber. That's who. <laughs> New to this too says, didn't someone complain to the BBC recently about Hacker saying cockers because it was inappropriate? Who's Hacker and who's cockers? Hacker the dog. Who's Hacker? Don't know who that is. He's a dog. He's a dog puppet. Okay. And, but he's northern, so he says cockers. Uh, and here's another thing. Don't, if, you, if you're sensitive like that, don't go to Salford because cock is a term of endearment. Are you cock? Oh, dear. <laughs> My granddad used to say that to me. Dear God, do you, I mean, do you have to? Let's do, I tell you what, let's do this. Let's do the spot. Let's get these. Let's get these. Uh... 34sp.com Breaking my baby's heart with your internet sites I registered a domain for a pound And all my baby and I are doing our fighting Over who gets to play on the internet game Playing Call of Duty now, reggae style uh, No, 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 no voices 34sp.com If you want a UK domain Get one before they're gone There'll only be a pound right now. Let my good friend Catherine tell you how. There we go. <clears throat> if you're addicted to drugs or addicted to booze, 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 booze. If you like stealing stuff and like. Having it off with people you don't know, then go to Abbey Care, not for the sex. That's not what I mean, I might have misled you. You might think there's lots of sex and things to steal. There's not. It's a recovery place and it's really good. And if you mention this show here, you get 25% off. You know you do. You, you really, really do. Cannot emphasize enough, there's no nicking or shagging allowed. No. That's in the T's and C's. Poseidon Safety Management, they're excellent. Why? Well, let me tell you. Well, no, I'm going to let Ian tell you. Well, I used to be a bit of a bad boy getting into trouble. Before we had such things as COVID and social bubbles. Nice! 
I used to go, go around Cornwall selling. Hang on. I used to go, I started on a C, which is terrible. Cool. Yeah, so, I used to go around Cornwall selling drugs. And then I go around Cornwall giving hogs because Poseidon saved my life. Poseidon saved my life. Poseidon safety management. They really do. I don't know how to do it. You know they do. Here we go. Uh, One more. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. I met a lady. We had a baby. We got married not long ago. Things didn't work out. Turns out I'm a jerk out. I got divorced, I didn't kill her, I got divorced I went and walked out, I went and saw Richard Gregorion And we got divorced My woman didn't like my song, said they worship I made them up on the spot and it got on her tits Hogs <laughs> were out of tune, I said, hey, they're a lady No, they're not, I got divorced, I got divorced with Richard at GE Law dot you guys something going anyway. Divorce is a hard thing to do a song about. Tricky. Apart from that song that's about that's literally called divorce. There's not one good divorce song the out there. D I V O that song. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, can I can, hear you? Can you hear us? Yes. Hello, we can hear you. Can I can you. hear you and you can hear me. Can you see us? 
I, I can see you in your fantastic glory. Look well, at thanks, you. Thanks for testing Zoom for us, Tom. And we'll see you later on. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> hey, it's man. good to see you, Tom. It's nice to see you. Put in touch by Fergal Sharkey, no less. That uh, was a thrill. I know. Is it, it's rare that, 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 that uh, a member of real rock royalty just steps into a, a party to introduce you to someone, isn't it? Was I just reached out to him because I saw that he was tweeting about what we're going to talk about. And I thought, mm-hmm. I don't know him. But I thought, this is really interesting. Yeah. Fergal seems like an approachable guy. I sent him a, a tweet, thinking nothing. And he wrote back going, hey, Ian, how are you? I'm not the right person for this. Tom is. I'm going, who's Tom? Oh, from Gomez. Bloody hell, what is going on here? This is ridiculous. How are you doing, man? It's nice to see you. Yeah, it's lovely to see you too. <laughs> Fergal's a great lad. He's brilliant. Honestly, he's, he's, he's just... He's, He's, always, he's one of those fellas you can just ring up at any point and ask him about anything and he'll, he'll, have, he'll have a little... Uh, have a little... you got Fergal's number in your phone? Oh, absolutely, yeah. What a world. What a world. What have, a world. Have you got Paul McCartney's... Have you ever met Paul McCartney? I have met Paul McCartney. Oh! Hats yeah. off, respect. We love Paul. We have, we have Mike McCartney on the other day. We oh. love all of the McCartneys. What, what do you say? I mean, I've met Ringo once, but it was for an interview, so it was all... What do you say to a Beatle? Uh, yeah, that was. I, I watched a line of people in front. I was at a party, and he was at this party. I watched him dance for a while, and then I watched a sort of line of people start to go and get selfies with him. And I was thinking about it, and I just, I was trying to do something for for a, at the time. I was trying to do something for a charity, so I just I just talked to him about that and asked him if what if he was interested. Um, just we had a little chat about that. I was trying to. I do a lot of advocacy for, for songwriters and artists yeah. and stuff and have done for a few years. And um, he just seemed like a really nice yeah, fella. Oh, you know, he's cool. obviously, obviously I'm from Southport, so it's not like, um, it's, it's, a, it's a Merseyside kind of, I went even more scouse for him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Tom Gray, uh, dear viewer, um, musician, songwriter, artist, mm-hmm. member of the band, well, I was going to say rock band, but you, know, you ain't no, Gomez ain't no rock band. What, what, how would you describe <sighs> Gomez? Weird, monster, yeah. a, a, a gorgeous little monster. <laughs> and um, and and because people will think on oh, Gomez, you know Mercury, twenty odd years ago. But of course, you've been going. F- you, you you're still going. You're, the Gomez are, are releasing albums. You had your biggest, like most successful album in the last five years or something, didn't you? I don't know. No, not like that. But like we, yeah, we we came back. We wheeled it back out of the garage to do some gigs <laughs> again, um, to check if it's still the motor still ran. We yeah. played the, we played the Albert Hall a couple of years ago. That was wow. a bit. That's not bad, is it? Wow. That, that was all right. I mean, I, I really don't do it full time these days. At the moment, yeah. I do, I do, uh, I do um, music for TV and um, and theatre and stuff. I don't okay. know if you, I don't know if you watched a show called In My Skin recently. A lovely little Welsh no. drama, a comedy drama on the BBC. I right. did the, I did the music for that, um, and I'm writing a musical at the moment. Weird. It's weird the the weird the world the way the world it, it, works. It, it, it is funny. We will talk about what you're here for. I promise. Uh, but it is it is weird thinking a lot of people bands from the mid to late nineties had a lovely burst of success and then and that was it. You mm. know. But the fact that there's that, that so many of them are, are not only still going but still um, making money. People yeah. still really keen to come out. The Royal Albert Hall, that's some gig, man. 20-odd years after your first album. Yeah, we sold 5,000 tickets in five wow. minutes. Bloody hell. What did it feel like standing on that stage when it was full? You know, the Royal Albert Hall is the only gig I know of actually like this. Um, there's probably others, but 
it's really curious because the the audience are like so far away because it's like five thousand. There's like the people are like tiny little tiny little stick people at the far <laughs> like not even can't really see them. And then because the audience comes right round to the side, they're sat next to you, yeah. like looking at you. So you have this weird thing of both playing like a really intimate show for like the woman who you can hear breathing there and <laughs> and and these people who are like waving their hands Amazing. these little figures waving their hands. so um it was very different it's very unusual because I, I i often say that i find it harder to play little intimate gigs than i do to play big stages mm. in fact when i'm on a big stage i have no sense of the audience i just right. feel it's ridiculous it's just like it's a clump yeah it's just like whatever this is hilarious and um, when when you've got if you've got it Sit, sit two people down and sing a song to them. That is hard work, you know. Well, bearing that in mind, that's what we brought you here, Prompter. <laughs> the, the, the only thing I have that is no way in comparison, but I, the coolest thing I ever did, I used to work at Absolute Radio, and who, of course, helped out with the Teenage Cancer Trust gigs. I, got, I was asked, do you want to go and introduce. Um, Oh, um, it wasn't Suede. It was, the, it was this band that Suede did up. Do you want to go and introduce Suede on stage? And I went, I don't actually know. They don't really mean much to me, so no. And so the, the, the boss went through the list and went, um, do you want to introduce The Who? Yes, I do. I got to introduce The Who <laughs> on the, at the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. It was amazing. You know, that for me, wow, you know, what a buzz. Yeah. Anyway, at the tears. That was did, you, did you see Daltrey just came to the good side of the force today? Did you see that? Because <laughs> oh. obviously Daltrey has just been Mr. Brexit. Yeah. I saw that that clip has been circulating on Twitter all afternoon of the coast. We went we went to Europe before this all happened. Why is it going to affect us? Well, he's had a bit of a climb down and actually put his name to something today, right? I know. Yeah, he has. Apparently, somebody, some, some someone told me it was some Lib Dem fella. Some old, some old Lib Dem has, has sat him down and had a word with him. Wow. Curious. But there you go. It's um, the old boss, same the new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> Um, but but so there are kind of two music stories. There is the, yeah. the European touring bands can't tour very easily now. Please, can we have a special permit? No, you can't yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then the thing that you I saw that Fergal and, and you were t- tweeting about, and I know you've done a lot of work on this, is artists and bands and musicians not getting their kind of just desserts when it comes to payments for, for That's recordings. Right, yeah. That's so exactly what, right. But th- has this not always been the way? Yeah, so that yeah, artists have always been ripped off. Yeah, that is that Can is. You suck it up, snowflake. Get used yeah, to it. I know. Well, I know. I, I just thought, and I, I needed basically. I was stuck at home last April, and I needed a hobby, Ian. So <laughs> I uh, I decided to take on the entire music industry. Wow. Um, nice. So, <laughs> yeah, of, of course, it's it's always ever since you know the drifters got two percent in 1958. That yeah. that the the the, 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 the the history of the record deal is one of exploitation of artists by no good business types. And um, the problem is, is that it was always very difficult to make money. But the but you add streaming on top of a very inequitable record contract and you and you end up with something that's really, really bad, mm. because back in the day, I say back in the day, God, anyway, Back in the day, the, the, we, we used to be able to sort of like sell a bunch of albums and then and then maybe because all the money came up front, it would sort of pay off your debt to right. the labels. Whereas now the debt 
you've got with the label is getting paid off by these tiny micro payments, like lots of little tiny, tiny amounts of money. Yet by the time you, you know, you, you make a few hundred quid and you got to your next release, you've already got to get into more debt with your label to it's, it's, it basically very few artists now are ever recouping at all. But it's I remember because I read about this because because I, I always assumed it was, for example, Spotify mm. that was taking all the money. And actually, it's not, is it? Spotify no. take what, like a third or something. They take 30 percent. Yeah, it's 30 yeah. percent. And then it's the label that takes it, takes the, the majority of the rest of it. And it's the labels that aren't sharing it fairly with the artists. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, look. Everyone could take a haircut here. I'm not, I'm not saying that, the, that Spotify do, which is basically a, a shop window of, of data, deserves 30% of the money from all the music that we love, but that's what they take. Then 50-odd percent goes to, 52 around that, goes to the, the recording, and then about 12, 15% goes to the songwriters. And, and there might be loads of songwriters. And there might be loads of songwriters. And, of course, per, the, the, the amount of money that's going per stream to the, the, the record label is about 0.004 pounds. Right. So less than half a penny, closer to a third of a penny per stream. Wow, wow. So in the, up until recently, you've been able to make some money by going out on tour, right? We spoke to Dennis LeCorrier and we said that, you know, that that's the way he makes the majority of the money that he makes. Yeah, it kind of shifted from the 70s and 80s where you would make money selling albums. Selling records, yeah. I've got, I've got Dennis LeCourier's phone number in my phone as well. So have we. So have we. Can you Tom, get a word in nothing. once you get him started? Because <laughs> he's, he, I think he lives around here. I'm down in Brighton. I think he lives he down there. He does live down there. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's often lovely. saying we should meet up, meet up for a cup of tea. COVID's oh, gotten in the way. Me, uh, when it's all over, me, he's, he's so such lovely. a lovely bloke yeah. and the stories he can tell. And you, you won't have to say anything because you just wind him up and he... He just goes. It's, yeah. it, this is a weird thing going off on a tangent because Doctor Hook were my mum's favourite. Oh yeah. And now years later, I'm I'm friends with the singer. You know, the guy that sang Sylvia's mother. I'm his mate, and it's the weirdest thing how these things. That's not. That's, that's a beautiful thing, Ian. That's it's, a it's that wonderful. Is, it's a beautiful thing. I love Dennis. But go on. So so yeah. So so, so that revenue stream is out. Yeah. You know, completely out. It's look. It's it's yes. It, we had a we it, the the industry collapsed with piracy at the beginning of the century, and then streaming came along and saved us all. But and uh, but what's happened is streaming has gone into this period of hyper profitability in the fa past five years. That the major labels are making made eight billion dollars last year from streaming. Wow, Ooh, that's a lot of money. Bloody hell! <laughs> and um, so it's gone into this period of, of of hyper profitability at the exact same moment you know, where, where we've just lost 80% of our incomes, mm. right? Even Drake, the most streamed artist on the planet, makes two-thirds to 70% of his income from live and, mm. and, and ancillary stuff he does. Not from streaming. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? Imagine mm. if it was Michael Jackson only made a third of his income from selling Thriller. That's just not what that, mm. how it worked yeah. back then. So, so we're in this really strange reversed model where... The recorded music um, system is relying on the live music system to fund the artists. And, and we're supposed to accept that streaming is sort of this blending of a promotional tool, even though it's our work that's mm. being consumed, right? So, you know, but it's a what? totally... It's a totally distinct industry, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and the artistry and the people who run it work in studios and the people who engineer and 
the incredible expertise it takes to know how to make great records. We're starting to really lose that because mm. the economics of streaming are, are leading us to a place where the only people who can make money from music are people by themselves with a laptop. And that is fine. And maybe that's the future of everything. But personally, I don't want to lose all the other kinds of music yeah. that there are in the world, yeah. right? I just don't want to lose that. So I'm like, is there something we can do to rebalance this so that I'm not saying everybody get, should get paid. I'm not saying every kid who wants to be a star should get some money. I'm just saying that if, 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 if artists come along who are... We can what? hear that so unprofessional. <laughs> Who's that? Is that me? I think so, That's yes. really curious. I don't know why that started playing. It's probably it's Spotify, my... Spotify listening. Yeah, yeah it's, it's probably my son in the back room. Although I don't know why he's listening to that. Anyway, so um, the, 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 <laughs> what I was going to say is, uh, where was I? Where was I? Oh, yes. Go on. I'm not saying everyone should get paid, yeah. I'm not saying everyone should get paid. I'm saying that, the, the, like, the, the kind of metrics of success that we, we know are real, i.e. an artist has a big committed audience. They have lots of fans who listen to their music. They are... Even known, famous, right? Like on some level, why are these people not making money from their recorded music? What is going on? That's what, what I'm is, saying. All right, what is the answer? Is there is there an answer? Um, yeah, there is. There's a few different answers. Go yeah. On. Well, well, one of them. What I've asked the government for is something called equitable remuneration, or just a remuneration, right? Which is to say there would be a small amount of money that would just go direct from Spotify to artists and performers and musicians, mm -hmm. right? So that's exactly what happens with radio. When radio plays music, 50% goes to the artists and the performers, like, like the, even like the backing singers and the drummers and yeah. brass section, and 50% goes to the rights holders, the labels, right? Now, I don't, know, I don't really mind what percentage of it we decide is remuneration for artists but let's just say hey let's just kick some of this money out to musicians and mm. um, at the moment backing musicians musicians don't get anything from streaming not mm. a penny um and of course there's a lot of what's going on in streaming is like passive listening it's more like the radio it's more like algorithmic it just picks music for you you're not it's not like a sale you know, I bought it. So why shouldn't it, why shouldn't it pay more like radio or mm. pay more like a communication as it's known in copyright law, right? Mm. So I'm saying, well, why can't we just do that? And the government are kind of going, well, maybe we can. Um, and what I'm saying to the industry is there's a model, right? At the moment, what happens is, this is quite complicated, but the way that, that, that streaming pays out is called the revenue share model. And it's right. all of the money from everybody's subscriptions divided by all of the streams, now, blimey, blimey right? Mm. And, and the problem with that is what's happening is hyper listeners, like people who listen to like loads and loads and loads of music, um, they are distributing everybody else's money. Right. Right. So like one, one in every five people is distributing about 90% of the money in the whole system. Right. So in your personal subscription, if you're a normal listener on Spotify, this is quite complicated to understand this. That's what's what making Catherine sneeze. So, um, sneeze maths, I'm allergic stones. to maths. Yeah. Uh, I was, you. Yeah. So if you if, if you if you listen to like five or seven hundred tracks a month on your Spotify account, yeah. only about one pound fifty 
of your tenor goes to the music that you listen to. Because, because it's, think about it, it's pro rata, 0.003p per track, 500 times that ain't, ain't a lot of money, right? So what happens to the rest of that money? It goes to other people's listening. Flip it, Nick. I'm paying for everyone else to listen to their crap. Oh, shit. You are, you are paying for everybody else to listen to their crap. And in <laughs> fact, it turns out you're not paying for everybody to listen to their crap. You're paying for one in five people wow. to basically leave Spotify on in the background all day. Right, right. That's what you're doing. And there's an awful, also, there's an awful lot of fraudulent bots streaming music constantly that we, we know is happening. And they, but guess what? There's a model, there's a system called user-centric, right? Where just your money goes to what you listen to. That's all that happens, right? And immediately you get rid of fraud. It sounds beautiful. It sounds simple. It sounds fair. Why aren't they already doing it? Well, because surely because the people that are making the money, why would they want to take less money? That's I guess, is the problem. Well, it's if a they've very... got nothing to sell because people can't do it anymore. They're going to be stuffed, aren't they? It's yeah. <laughs> it's a very curious thing. Um, it, it would also here's 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 the thing. What 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 you've got at the moment is loads and loads and loads of artists who are nothing, 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 or tiny amounts, and then at the very end it just leaps up, and there's like way less than one percent of artists who are making all of the cash, right? Mm. And what user centric does is it gives you like a graph like that going straight up down the middle because what happens is four out of five listeners are distributing 80% of the money instead of one out of five, right? So suddenly all of these different weird and interesting listening tastes get a little bit of summit. Yeah. Mm. And and that's all I'm talking about. Cause I want to, what I really want to protect is music as a profession, right? That's what I want. That's all I want to, that's all I want to mm. do is mm. for the future. We need to future proof music as a profession i'm you not talking about retrain. making that's what you need that's that was kind of the message i it... just don't want to retrain i really <laughs> really really don't want it there are so many knock-ons to this right you make it an expensive profession or one where you need a certain amount of well, money behind yeah. you that's where you end up with you know a certain kind of person is the only one who sees it as a possibility it's already yeah. happened all yeah. like when i came through obviously you can tell me from my accent and where i'm from and everything like you know uh <laughs> my peers we were all kind of lower middle class kids, some working class kids. You'd meet, occasionally you'd meet like some a posh band from Oxford and you'd be like, whoa, they're a bit posh. <laughs> um, but like, but like, that's who we were. And now you meet, when I meet, it's terrible to say, but when I meet a lot of kids who are doing okay in music, it's like banker mom and dad, yeah. um, home counties, like. Or they're related to someone in the industry already. Yeah, I mean, and that, that isn't true, of course, of, of like the inner city black scene um, uh, uh, music, and like it's like that. That is that is a real working class music scene. But like, yeah. it's curious when you're looking at um, pop, who's going through, who's going into yeah. it. It's, it's going through to the judges' houses. Um, but they also, already live there. But also, part of the, the the problem is now we expect everything for free. Everything should be free. Music should be free. Podcasts should be free. Movies should... Everything is supposed to be free because we, it's online. And we have lost... You know, we're on Twitch, and, and some people are kind enough they will subscribe to us. It's not really enough. We could do with more. But some people are kind enough. They like what we do, and they buy into it. They give us a few quid each month. But, but generally, the internet has made everybody think 
a lot of people think that things should be free. They don't realise the work that goes into making an album, to mm. making a movie, to writing a book. I think there's also a cultural thing, particularly in, particularly in this country, whereby entertainment, popular entertainment, rather than high entertainment, opera and stuff like that, is seen as, you know, you're stealing a living, so why should they... You know, you're lucky, so why should they pay for it? And they're listening to it in their free time, so you're obviously having a whale of a time. You're probably rolling in it anyway, so why should they well, pay yeah, you any more? You, you see a band, now I show my age, you see a band on Top of the Pops, you think they're rich. Yeah. You, you, the, 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 most probably not, quite often, Top of the Pops, but, you know, quite often they've got other jobs. And also they've been working for three, four, five, ten years yeah. to get to that position. It's yeah. What can what can we do, Tom? Is there anything that we can do? Uh, should we Should we ditch Spotify? No, no. I mean, I, 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 uh, I um, can I swear? Can I swear? Yeah, go on. Okay. I, I, what I always say to people is, is it's not fuck Spotify. It's let's unfuck Spotify. It's, it's, it, 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 I don't, I don't. Stream, streaming's great. But I, I'm constantly saying this. It's really curious because there's loads of people in the industry who want to say that I keep saying that streaming fun. I don't. I keep going. No, streaming's fantastic. Streaming is all the music you could ever want in your back pocket. Why mm. would you, anyone have a problem with that? It's wonderful. Here's the thing. People are paying for it. 200, yeah. 150 million people have are paying Spotify subscribers, right? That's the problem. Let's We're not make talking, it fairer. Yeah, let's, let's just make it fairer. Look, and YouTube is a huge problem, right, for musicians. It's a massive, crazy problem that, mm. that, that Google can claim that they're not, you know, the publisher because people just, because it's UGC, yeah. right? Um, and, and so you're kind of in this situation where you're like, well, look, it's us, it's my stuff. You've put my, you, 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 you know, you, you, I've got friends, friends with songwriters who've got hundreds of millions of plays of a video of one of their songs that they wrote for some pop star and they get a check for a tenant. It's like that bad. So, good. so, so, <laughs> and it's Google. And you're going to go, well, Google, I'm sorry, but. Don't you make an awful lot of money, or am I just wrong about that? Yeah. Are you not like the biggest corporation on the planet? Could you not just take responsibility and pay for this stuff? Yeah. It, it, it's very funny because you know, even these big global music licensing deals, which I'm I'm involved in because I sit on the board of an organisation called PRS. Like, we're not talking crazy amounts of money compared to what Google make mm. in order to pay people properly. We're really not. Mm. And that's what's so funny about it. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a state of mind. They just, they, those big corporations just refuse to, 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 yeah. to accept. So what can, what can we do? I mean, I, on a, a tiny, on a micro scale, if there is an artist I like, I see if I can buy their stuff from their website first mm. as opposed to the Amazon or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. If I want a physical copy, I'll go to their website. Even if you pay a couple of quid extra for it, it's worth it because you know it's going straight to them. But I ain't going to solve anything. What can we do? Um, it, it's, that's always a difficult question for me. I mean, I say to people, you know, there are great sites like Bandcamp that, where you can buy directly from the artist. You can buy downloads. You can buy physical copies. You can... Um, if you're a huge fan, you can find out if they've got a direct site. A lot of artists now have Patreons and things like this mm. in order to try and fund themselves. Um, what I say to people is, you know, what I'm doing with here is what's curious about or, or has been curious about my campaign is that I'm, I'm engaging directly in politics, right? And people don't, um, people don't think that they can engage in politics, but they can. 
Mm. It's, and, it's, and it's dead simple. All you have to do is get a piece of paper and write a letter to your local MP. And you just go, I'm, I'm pissed off about the way that British musicians are getting treated by these massive multinational companies. When are you going to do something about it? Mm. I, lo- I love this stuff. I love music. When are you going to do something to protect these people? Not like the companies, these, these individuals who do this stuff, who are, who are m- let's be clear, musicians. There's 50,000 musicians in the UK. The median income is under 20,000 pounds a year, right? Mm. This is not, this is a low wage sector. P- people need to just wake up. There's a, there's a big piece of data um, from uh, the American US Endowment for the Arts, which basically shows that the people working in the arts who are most likely to have a second job I guess who, right? It's that's that's that. This is who we're talking about. It's yeah. like just kick some money out to these people. Yeah. But there's there's billions in this. There's billions, and if you can just find some segmentation of that, that you, we can start paying to musicians so they can buy themselves a bloody sandwich. Then you and your bloody decadent sandwiches. I know. I am a loser. Two slices us. of bread. Two. Jesus Christ, Gomez. What is going? Um, Tom, it's so lovely to talk to you. You sent me some links, which I'm going to post in the chat, and I'm going to tweet them out a little bit later so that people can kind of read up a little bit more about this. Some of your tweets and some of the inquiry you were at, um, so they can look into this. And I know we get a lot of musicians and artists that kind of come and watch us, and we often raid musicians. You know, go to one of their streams at the end to um, get them an audience. Um, thanks for, for coming on and thanks for chatting about this. Pleasure. I mean, the, the, the campaign is pretty much run off of my Twitter feed. So find me on Twitter, Mr. Tom Gray. It's just me ranting, essentially. This, entire camp- <laughs> this campaign has led to a parliamentary inquiry just from me being a dick. Well, we've just Twitter. got an old, an angry old man from the car park on. I didn't really- <laughs> I that realize. is, I mean, unfortunately, that is essentially it. Um, Good for doing it. Well, well done. For, I said, didn't that sound patronising? Good for you. Well done. No, but genuinely, <laughs> genuinely well done because you know one of the things that was kind of last year with with cuts and everything was the art, the arts don't count. Fuck me. When we're having a global pandemic, that's when the arts count the oh. most. That's when you need it to escape this awful life that we're in. I was going to say, moment. do you remember that dickhead that phoned us up on the um, radio and, and told us that, well, maybe you should get a better job? Maybe it's time to get real job. jobs. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well. This is when we need art. That's, that's, that, that's a really like dark irony of this situation is yeah. that when everyone's been locked in their houses, streaming has gone through the roof mm. and the value of Spotify has nearly doubled in two years. Yeah. So, like, it's just. This is why this is the moment to try and fix this because it's like everybody's at home. All the musicians are stuck at home going, what am I going to do in my life? Do I give this up now? Is this the moment where, because you've got to remember, if you're, if you're a creator, you've got to have enough money in the bank. You've got to have enough capital to start again. Mm. And everyone's lost their little bit of capital that you, you need to have kept a bit back to get your, 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 your band back into a rehearsal room in order to go and play a gig. Mm. So where's that money going to come from? There you go. There's a cheerful thought to hand on. There we go. <laughs> Tom, it's so nice to see you. Very quickly, what's, ha- what's happening with Gomez? Is that on pause? Oh, I, that- mate, half the lads live in LA, so like oh, we, 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 we meet up very, very rarely. Um, I don't know. I reckon the, the, the thing is, you can't really split up with the lads you grew up with. So yeah. um, I could try, but it would take an awful <laughs> lot of effort and their wives would be annoyed with me. So, but um, so 
<laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, I will probably, you'll probably see something of us at some point. Good. I dare say. It's so yeah. nice to see you, Tom. Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Tom. And, and um, you know, if you need to come on and let us know any more, please do. Oh well, thank you very much for having me. It's lovely to see you, and take care. See you later, on. Tara. Tara. Nice guy. Yeah. He said, Tom gave me some links. So this is. I'm just going to post these in the chat. First link is the Twitter thread that started it all. Um, oh, I, I might have done that wrong. Actually, is that the right? Did I? Uh, yeah, that's it. The next one is um, the inquiry that he spoke at. If you're interested in this, go and have a little look. Um, and the third one is an, a, an interview that he did about the whole uh, thing. If you're interested, um, go and have a little look. We've got to play some adverting things because we're a little bit behind on those. It's interesting, isn't it? It is um, one of the things I am getting my head around with, with, with Twitch is, and what we're seeing with people like Lenny Beige and Matt, you know, comedians and musicians and stuff, is how people can't, who would perform live or sell records can't and yeah. can't make money. And, and it's a really, you know, and you, you obviously, you know, lockdown is, is, is terrible for everybody. And there's so many people that are struggling to work or have lost jobs or whatever. But um, it affects everybody. It yeah. affects everybody. And we're not saying that, that these people are more important than, you know, people that work in a factory or in a shop, but not at all. No, but it's British industry still. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, um, and, and what we're music. about, people's jobs. It's not a hobby. Um, the other thing I, I was found I found really interesting, have a look at the thread that Tom put on, uh, that you retweeted, because uh, on Twitter, because it's so interesting. There are so many strands to this. But he mentioned there that he's on the board of PRS, and PRS give licenses to venues... <clears throat> not just um, obvious music venues, things like shops and stuff play PRS so that creators get a little bit of money. But of course, with the lockdown and not so many shops being open, that source of uh, revenue is yeah, out as yeah, well. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Thank you, Tom. That was, um, that was lovely to meet you. Let's yeah. get a message. Let's give this person a call. Then we'll give Paul a call. And then we're going to play... Person you're calling... Person is on another line. Just leave oh. your message after the... Let's I mean, go. call us back at your convenience. <laughs> Bear in mind that conversation we had with Pete earlier on. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, hang on. Uh, Will, I'll call you back. We've just got a call coming Will's in. Will's been tweeting. He's been watching. Will, guy, has he? Hello. Yes. Hello, boy. Oh, no, someone else has been uh, musically affected. There you go. But, but those don't know. Paul is uh, a musician. A, a, a timpanist? Is timpanist the right word? Yeah. Timpany man. Word. He's a timpany yeah. man. A timpany man. Timpany man. Um, played in some of the <laughs> finest, and let's be honest, some of the worst orchestras around the world. <laughs> How you doing, Matt? You're you're not. Well, I mean, you're, you've done some little side hustles, a little bit of radio and stuff, but you're not doing your career, your vocation. Um, a bit more complicated. The the orchestra is still going. Um, there, we're in the midst of a digital season, so uh, we we go into work, everything socially distanced and oh, okay. sanitized and everything, and then uh, we record performances which are released uh, fortnightly. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but uh, we were supposed to be working this week, and um, that's all been postponed. At the moment, our start, uh, we're due to start back in the second week of February. But um, because of these new strains and whatnot, um, 
we're risk assessing everything again just to make sure that um the and just to clarify sorry when paul says these new strains it's because he bangs the drum so hard yeah. he strains his lower back it's actually it's a musical injury a serious about. question that sounds daft but uh it should be the title of this show um, <laughs> brass section yeah surely above the brass section there's a whole big cloud of potential disease there because they're mm -hmm. pushing it out what, how, what extra special measures are taken there well um i think in the original guidance that was published uh the distancing was supposed to be two meters for uh let's say string players and someone like myself where breathing isn't necessarily a thing um and i think it was at least three meters for brass players and possibly yeah. more for singers if you're going to give it a really good honk, surely maybe five or six? Um, yeah, well, the, the issue surrounding noise, that, that's a thing that blew up a few years ago when um, a former schoolmate of mine, actually, uh, sued the Royal Opera House. For go Because he, he was going deaf. He damaged his ears. Did you know that? It was, what was it? He, he'd been near the trumpets or something, hadn't he? He'd been near the uh, timpani. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that was 2016. And I remember that specifically because we were playing the same piece of music that he was uh, claiming for. Uh, yeah, no, I went to school with him. He was a few years senior to me. Yes. Wowzers. Wowzers. Yes. Um, uh, I shall say no more at this point. Not, oh, okay. And yet say so oh, much. Okay, he was a bit of a gonch. Okay, we've got it. Thank you very much indeed. Um, what do you want? Uh, yeah, actually, no, before, the thing you were talking about before uh, yeah. when Pete called up and, and this this also falls into yesterday two very powerful words and i nearly called up yesterday to to discuss it with you but the vibe wasn't right um bucket. <laughs> more powerful are, than that they are very important words they're very powerful words but not the two words i had in mind uh the two words were wow. and this is for anyone in the moment when they're feeling oppressed by whatever else uh, whatever external input is is coming their way challenge any information that you receive with two words so what well out loud that might be quite quite rude <laughs> you're, were you talking about the call the, the, the awkward call yesterday with the yes. guy who i worked with 20 years ago and who yes. he's done that so what seem right. to have mm -hmm. some sort of beef still it's my interpretation of it just in case he's watching and sees it slightly differently so what yes um, and, you know, I, Ian, I would challenge you to challenge yourself with those two words surrounding, um, you know, whatever details took place. We're talking about stuff that's it's done and dusted. You know, the serenity prayer speaks about, you know, that which we can we so can gain. So what feels a little dismissive, dismissive and cold when perhaps there is an opportunity <laughs> for some kind of understanding and um, but that might be peacemaking. The that might be the answer to so what? But the, this is my point. The, the so what is for you. It's for you. It's not it's not external because you are the person who is having the reaction to that external input. So you're challenging yourself. What is the what is the really what is the the um, importance of me being right in this moment? That I get. That I get. What is the, you understand? We, yes, I get that because far too far too often in my life it has been important. I have felt for me to be right and to win, to win. There you go. You see that it's it's already it's a competition, and yeah. that's one of the things I am realizing as I get older. I don't have to win. It's not always a competition, mm. and I don't I, I I I don't always have to convince the other person of my point of view. I know my point of view. 
and that's all right. That yep. reminds me of a conversation I had with a colleague who was going through marriage guidance and he said one of the most important takeaways for him had been that thing of, do you want, do you want to get along or do you want to win? So mm. she's done this. Does she need to know about it? Or can you deal with it in a way that means that you can move forward? It's that whole thing of, who do, do you have to be right? Yep. And at the end of the day and also no. do you if you're right but it grinds someone else down or destroys someone else's i don't know whatever it might be is that really a win mm. is it all worth it you must be disappointed about your um, orchestra not being able to play well i'm still teaching i was teaching today no, i'm building no. up to something i'm building up to, to a funny oh. line I'm sorry. You must be disappointed about your orchestra not being able to play. Mm, yes. Man the fuck up, Snowflake. <laughs> Jesus, can't play with an orchestra and he's upset. Man the fuck up, Snowflake. Oh, oh dear. Thank you so much. Paul, it's lovely to talk to you, mate. Thank you. Well, you give us a lot to think about. Thank you. It's my favourite thing at the moment is if someone... I was playing it um, with Matty and um, Ollie when we were playing Call of Duty, and it's it, you've got to do it with someone that you know. You've got to trust each other a lot. And, they, it, and they've got to know that you don't flipping mean it. Yeah, well... No, they do, and you, yeah, you've got, you've got, but, but someone saying when we were playing a game where we would each say something, you know, sad or bad that happened to us, and the other one goes, "Oh, just mother, fuck up, snowflake." <laughs> it's a, it's a, some game. Let me get Will on. We miss Will, friend of the show, Will Guyer. Mm -hmm. um, oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Let me give. Oh, I muted that. I'm remembering to mute stuff. Uh, do you remember when we used to think he looked like um, Paul Scoynes. Scoynes, but now I think Paul Scoynes looks like him. I see Will Moore. I don't even know who Paul Scoynes is anymore. Did we imagine Paul Scoynes? Who is Paul Scoynes? Are you? Who is Paul Scoynes? Get me Paul Scoynes. Get me someone like Paul, Paul Scoynes. Get me a younger Paul Scoynes. He's currently unavailable. Get me Will Guyatt. <laughs> Will Guyatt's not answering. <laughs> Let's try this call, then we'll get Will Guyatt. I hope he's calling from a... Uh... Oh, jeez. He's talking to this guy. He's on another line. Just leave you a message off. <sighs> right, there we go. Right, that's he's that on person. The other line. Here he's we go. on there now. Hello? Yo. Yo, 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 bum rush the show. Are you on Twitch? Yeah, we're on Twitch. You're, you're, you're on, on Twitch. Twitch. Wait, what? Wait, what? You're on Twitch. No way. Way. We're on Twitch Wait. and you've just called my home phone number and now we're all on Twitch. So? How you doing? Wait, what do you mean? Right, you dialed this number, right? Yeah. That you saw mates, on Twitch. What are my mates told at me? But like, what? What's your name on Twitch? Oh, you've been stitched up. Well, you're you're on Twitch now, and there are one thousand five hundred twenty-seven people listening to you. What? What's your name? Quick. Ian Lee, Catherine Bot. Quick, slower than that. Oh wait. Wait. Yeah. Hello. I can see myself. Well, I can hear myself. There we go. That's better. I was, if you could see yourself, I'm thinking, gosh, okay. That's not Twitch. That's a mirror. That's... <laughs> so who are you, man? I'm Harrison. I uh, live near Liverpool. Okay. How's things going, Harrison? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah? What, what are you up to this evening? Nothing really. Just because I'm going to do my overlays and stuff on my Twitch channel, so... Oh, hang on, have you got a Twitch channel? Yeah. Are you streaming now? Uh, no, not right now. Who, what's, your, what's your Twitch channel? Uh, 
B-E-A-N. Right, let's go and have a look. Do you, do you mind if we go and have a little look at your channel? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll put it in the chat as well. All right, go on. I think I got it. Twitch.tv slash has been. Let's go and have a little look. I'm there, dude. Has been is offline. He's talking to us. I'm. I'm clicking. I'm clicking follow. Uh, oh. You haven't got any videos on there. He's doing his overlays. Oh, that way. That okay. Um. Has Dean? I've gone to Has Dean. I'm following the wrong person. I thought you said Has Been. Oh, Has Been's just got a follow. Ha, well, Has Has Dean Has Been's just got an unfollow. Let's go to Has Dean. Here we go. Yo, what's up, boys? Yo, what's up, boys? Let's play some sit. Right, I'm clicking on a follow there. Let's have a little look see at this video. You see, you're playing a bit of Fortnite. Uh, are you a controller player? Uh, no, I did a controller stream. Okay. Like a, a are you? Would you say you're a sweat? Kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, when I find out, when my boys tell me what a sweat means, I'll know if that's good or bad. But I just know that they say, oh, that player's a sweat. Let's have a, let's have a little look. Let's have a look at Hasdeen's um, playing a little bit of fort Forters. Here we go. Let's see. Forters? Forters. So what, down with the kids. Um, hang on a minute. Why can't we hear anything? Why can't, do you talk on your screen? Here we go. Yeah. Look at this. Yes, man. Yes, man. There, yes, man. There are 1,513 people watching your stream. Everyone, Dean. go and follow Hasdeen. He seems like a nice young person. Oh, my gosh. There we go. Let's go let's jump forward a little bit. Do you do you thank the bus driver or you not bother anymore? Yeah, I do. It's, it's polite to thank the bus driver. Always thank the bus driver. It's polite and it brings you luck. Yeah. Um... You need a, uh, do you, you need a, well, maybe you don't, I don't know, but a, a, a face cam would be good. I've got a face cam sometimes. Sometimes, okay, okay. Um, well, I've just clicked uh, follow. Let me put the uh, link in the chat. If anyone else wants to go and have a little follow of Hasdeen, then please do. Let's, we've got... just put on about 100 more uh, viewers while we've been watching you, Hasdeen. Hey, maybe we should get you streaming on us. Um, and you've got 53 followers now. Well, I wish you the best of luck, man. Do you enjoy streaming? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, good, good. It's good fun when it works. All yeah, right, man, yeah, thank please. you for that. All right, thank you. See thank you later on. There we go. Um, let's try... We'll get it. Let's try we'll get it. Ah, what a nice lad. Yeah, let's get those followers up if we can. Also, I love the fact that his friends thought they were stitching him up and what they've done is actually brought him some more followers. They promoted his channel. Here we go. Do you realise? Hello. Hello. Do you realise I'm answering this from the bath? Oh God! It could have been. It could have been one worse, but it's still pretty. Um, At least put a but, flannel over it. Hang on, did you? <laughs> you called us three minutes ago, Will Guyatt. Are you? Did I, you call us from the bath, or just as you no, were getting in? I called you seven minutes ago from the shed. I was busy working. Shed. And then I finished in the shed. And now I'm in the bath. No, there was no reason to have a bath as a result of being in the shed. It's just that time of the evening where you have a nice bath before it's you just, go it's just that time of the YouTube. year. It's just that time of the year Birthday when time. I like to have a little bath and uh, <laughs> get ready for the oncoming uh, lockdown. How are you doing, man? You're right. Your previous guest. The only reason I got involved was instant interaction. I thought your guest was amazing, and then I was even more surprised to find out he was from a band I loved when I was at university. Gomez yeah. were great. 
Yeah, Gomez, Gomez were and Gomez still are great. They're 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 brilliant. They release they've been releasing albums recently, um, and it was fascinating and perhaps you know a little drier than the stuff that we would normally do on this show because this show is silly and it's fun. But I, I thought it was really important that, that that this is being overlooked by so many people, and we all listen to music. And that's the point, actually. This show often will use music to sort of lift a vibe or we'll say oh we heard this amazing thing we love music we really really love it and this threatens it this threatens it and the industry as we know it let's let's also face who else would be doing that at this time of the evening now um on any on any radio station you are officially the home of free speech (laughs) (laughs) shut up so. And that's why I want to cut up my masks and tell people to. <laughs> Do you remember God. that mask thing? Anyway, yeah. oh, thank you, you Will. Listen, listen, when is you've you've got a, and I know you're not on to plug this, but I don't know when it launches. You've got a podcast, haven't you? Coming soon? No. Well, in, in in more interesting affairs, the cat is now upstairs and is meowing and is about to come into the bathroom. This could get even more interesting in a moment. And good job, my, on... my cats my are cats, perverts, aren't they? My cats walk around. I've had three cats walking around the edge of the bath while I've been in there, and it, I, I've got to be honest, Will, it gets me so horny. Oh my god, so <laughs> this horny. Is, this is our cat Jeff, who is actually a girl because I clearly couldn't tell the difference between a boy cat got and a girl things. cat. But Tech Hole, my podcast. And nothing related to bathtubs again um, is is launching in February. You'll be okay. able to get it on all good podcast okay. platforms and some bad ones. Um, and I'm really pleased that you and Kaf are going to submit some items into the tech hole, the stuff you we really don't on. want. We want to come on. We we think you're so fab and you've been so generous to us uh, with your time and with with I'm going to be honest with gifts. Um, uh, so we, we can be bribed really, really easily, can't yeah. we, Catherine? Sure, yeah. <laughs> but we think you're brilliant. We want to come on. We want to come on. Well, you must come on here when it's about to launch and, yeah. and, and give us all the links and stuff I'd and tell us what we that. need to know. And we've got we've got all variety of people from all different places. So I'm calling people from all different radio stations and people that I've come into contact with over the years. And it's going to be a really good listen. Um, you are a to do a podcast for ages, and I was kind of... I guess inspired a little bit by you guys because oh. you're you're trailblazers, absolutely. I just sorry, I just had the image of, of of you in the bath there, and I can see <laughs> the pain. Oh no! Goodbye, goodbye, Will. We'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Don't Thank you. To, don't forget Ooh. to wash that though. been listening to a rabbit hole production boing Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 